Do you consider cheerleading a sport? While not officially recognized by the NCAA, families are investing thousands of dollars every year traveling across the country to competitions and sacrificing hours to practice. Competitive cheerleading has officially taken the sports world by storm. Today I'm speaking with one of the biggest figures in the sport. And yes, I said sport. Varsity Brands founder and chairman and founder of the Universal Cheerleaders Association, Jeff Webb. Now, Jeff is widely considered a visionary and innovator in the cheerleading world from developing new stunts to fostering a business relationship that would keep cheerleading on television for more than 32 years. He's done it all. He's joining us to talk about just how far cheerleading has come, why it's a business now, and what lies ahead in the sport's exciting future. Welcome, Jeff. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, my first question is, Jeff, how did you come up with this? And I mean, because you've been doing this for decades and you've started this back in 1974. Did you come from a gymnastics background or, a- or a cheer background? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was kind of a backyard gymnast, if you will. But uh, when I was in uh, college, the University of Oklahoma, I was a Yale leader there. Oh, okay. And during the summers, I worked for a, a gentleman at a company that did these training camps. Yeah. Went to work for him after I graduated from college and then to start, decided to start my own organization with kind of a different uh a different well you just sit in your bedroom and then just said hey i'm gonna go i'm gonna start a a whole association around cheerleading and we're gonna make this a real sport well i'd like to tell you that that was the original vision and everything we're doing now was part of the plan part of the master uh, plan i'm not nearly that smart master plans never work do they they don't and i think if you talk to most entrepreneurs that you know have a have built a career in a business for over years and years years I mean, if they're honest, I mean, they start with an idea or yeah. something they're passionate about, and then they're 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 opportunistic. As, mm-hmm. as things evolve, you add on, you get a new you get a new vision, you yeah. you go from there. You know, it's like it's kind of like cooking spaghetti, and you and you what you basically do is you start boiling it, and you I you know how I t- sex, uh, check to see if it's done is I take the noodles out and throw them up against the wall. If they stick, <laughs> that's kind of what that's my that's what my mother told showed me she did it was a fun way of cooking spaghetti. But that's kind of the way it is for business though. You kind of try something and then. Then go. What's been the mainstream? Now we'll get into talking about the retail side, and then the other business that you bought as yep. well. Uh, on the on the, let's see, it does all the 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 caps, gowns, and yeah, all that Herb stuff. Herb Jones, yeah, Herb right? Jones, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yep. The um, but when you look at it, what, what's the big portion of the business? Well, what? you know, again, we have three. Uh, primary business units okay we have uh, bsn sports yep that's the is, retail side well let's say it's it's a uh, direct to all the schools and okay all the all the athletic clubs in the country yeah and that's you know sporting goods sports uniforms primarily uh that's the biggest of the three divisions as yeah. far as revenue is concerned uh herf jones does the the graduation and achievement caps gowns r- class rings yearbooks ring, ring, yeah, all those kinds they of could things. be one against jostens i would imagine yeah, right? jostens and balfour are balfour, two main yeah. competitors they're smaller competitors in the space too but those yeah. are our, our yeah, nice way to t- tuck that in i like that that's good <laughs> that's, uh, i i do that all the time <laughs> I, I, you know you, you, it's a nice compliment but it's okay right, and, yeah. var- and varsity spirit of course which was the, uh, the legacy company that i 
founded mm-hmm. uh, that uh, is really the the main uh, player and kind of the steward, if you will, of the whole cheerleading and school spirit space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and that you call it the spirit space. I know you keep referring to that. What? Yeah. So what do you mean by that? Well, you know, it's more um, it's more than just cheerleading yeah. because you've also got dance teams, you've got mascots, you've got pep bands. And um, as Varsity Spirit is that division, but now even as the entire company, we're focusing on trying to build student connectivity and school spirit. Yeah. And uh, you know, we we is that the core of your mission? It really is. Mm-hmm. We we want to be in a position to partner with the schools in everything they do extracurricular. What well, has a big big impact? I mean, that spirit side of it. And I was reading, you know, that. That's where the real leaders come from. Right. You know, people that are more involved with extracurricular activities tend to be bigger leaders in the school. You know, they say always say, you know, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. So that's the way it works. <laughs> that's still a good way of putting it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, and you've probably seen some of the statistics. Now, mm-hmm. the people that when when people are involved and where you have an atmosphere to school that encourages that involvement, oh, yeah. then you see almost everything get better. You see grades. You see attendance. You yeah. see graduation rates. You see. You know, well, a sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, so we think that school spirit is important for that reason, for the for the actual elevation of the student experience. It's also important for many of the communities these school these schools exist in. Because there, a lot of a lot yeah. of times, they the school is the center of that community. Yeah, well, with that, and especially in, in rural areas, more even more so in rural areas. I at least I believe. I mean, it's the Friday night football, Thursday night basketball. That's the big thing. It's and what brings everybody together. It does. It gives them a common purpose. And even yep. when they're out of school, they're going back to the games. You know, I know my 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 wife's from Beersford, South Dakota. And that's a big thing. Go to, down to the game. That's what Friday. everybody does on yeah. Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. You know, small town Texas. Or a couple Saturdays. Every once in a while it's a Saturday that's night, right. depending on whether it's homecoming yeah. or whatever. And you see that in a bigger sense, even with the colleges. Look, look yeah. at what college sports have become and how it, uh, you know, you, you take a university, if you talk to the, the administrators there, you know, when, when their sports teams, this is for better or for worse, mm-hmm. when their sports teams are doing well and people are there and supporting and sharing that experience, the entire university, the giving to all the different departments, not just the athletic department, it goes up. Yeah, so everything does. We're, we're trying to partner with the schools to help make that happen. You know, I, I write about in my last book, I wrote about mood. Mood changes everything. And to me, this is that spirit kind of thing as well for the schools. But it's got to play that for business, too. What do you guys do in your own business to promote the spirit? Well, we, you know, what, what we try to do is, um, you know, be in a position where, uh, the people in our company are committed to why we do what we do first, our mission first, and then we try to create an atmosphere that helps make them successful, that uh, where they're treated fairly, where they think people have their back, uh, where they're able to, to move forward, and where they're able to make a difference. Uh, we, we really believe in trying to get people on the front lines uh, so that they see what we're delivering. It's one of the great things that's, you know, we, we, we have events, we have competitions, uh, we, we have tournaments that we can run in, we have graduation ceremonies. We want our people to see that if they're, for instance, if they're helping to, to manufacture a custom ring, we want them to see when that ring is delivered the emotional impact it has on that student. Same thing in cheerleading through a competition and, and uh, especially through our training camps. 
and and on the sports side at the games you know we're helping to create an environment at the games that helps the school yeah um, let me take a quick break because I, I need i need a little caffeine to get ready to, to go here and i'm talking about dunkin donuts with all these competitions and organizations you have to keep your energy up and somehow you need to find a way to be able to do it and i do mine through dunkin dunkin donuts coffee did you know that it can cut 160 calories by just ordering a medium dunkin latte light instead of a medium latte with whole milk and sugar i didn't know that but i don't drink those foo-foo drinks i just drink it with some little cream that's all i use but uh anyway they'll help you keep uh you know, help you stay fit for all these competitions. I guess that's a good way of doing it. Are you a coffee drinker? I am, and I drink it exactly the way you do. Yeah, just a little, just a little cream and straight, right? Yeah, and Dunkin' Donuts really is my favorite. Is coffee. it good? Yeah, yeah, it is like absolutely. It. You know, my you just go, you go it one in up in the Northeast. It's everywhere. Yeah. I don't know so much in Memphis. Maybe, yeah, we, we we have it. Do you treat yourself with a donut every once in a while? I have to admit that I do. I do. I not very it. often, but I do. I would say I would like to say every once in a while, but it's not the case. It's about every time I walk in, I like to have one. You got to have one. Those, I like. I like. Hard I, love, to pass I love those sour cream ones. Those are my favorites. But now everything's like pumpkin right now. Everything's freaking pumpkin, pumpkin, and pumpkin. I don't know. Anyway, hey, so tell me about how the business is organized on the competition side. I'm kind of curious about that. You, how many competitions do you have? How many brands do you have? Well, again, remember we're, t- we're talking about three business yeah, units. Yeah, take right? out so the you, take out the retail side, what okay. I call the retail side, the BSN, and take yeah. out your your cap and gown business. Okay, so you want to talk about var- varsity spirit? Yeah, that part of the business. Yeah. So, so so varsity spirit, uh, we like to say is kind of all things cheer and spirit, mm-hmm. and, and that has to do we, well. First of all, education and training. So we have. Uh, training camps all over the country for cheerleading teams high school college junior high we have about 300,000 students that come wow. to our camps we're the largest specialty camp operator in the world and uh, uh, those camps are, are generally four days and three nights we have uh, college cheerleaders and college cheerleading coaches that we select as the, uh, the, the most talented mm-hmm. and the ones who are best able to teach that's our instructional staff it's several thousand of these college kids yeah. We train them before the summer starts about our curriculum, and then we send them out, and they they execute. Um, so we have we have that, and we also have a series of competitions that we do uh, not only in school but also in club cheerleading. Club cheerleading is called All Star, but it's yeah. like club basketball or, yeah, yeah. or travel baseball. Yeah. And uh, those competitions are all over the country, and uh, it's an opportunity for teams to come together to compare what they're doing, to watch what other teams are doing. Uh, our largest competitions, many of our largest competitions are held at the Walt Disney World Comp- mm-hmm. uh, Sports ESPN Complex at Walt Disney World. Um, televised. Televised, yeah. yes. Been televised yeah, you've for a long been on, time. You're on TV all the We've time. Been on, we, we are ESPN's longest kind of partner in yeah. uh, programming part do you own the, do you own that or did we they do. do it in conjunction with you no we own the events and we own the on the rights here. and then so you're you're broadcasting it through, through some partnership that's right yeah because yeah, right. my but my buddies at crossfit went after it the same way yeah. very smart move very smart move yeah, thanks. Do, you, do you think that uh it could be done again i mean i look at what you built and you really have no real competition in in that in that space i mean there are maybe a little bit here and there but you really don't we're, we're the largest player. Yeah, no without question. That. Without question. You, right. you, I mean, you're kind of the gold platinum standard. I'll give you that. And do you think that could be built again? 
in that space or a different space? No, in that space. Because, I, you know, I look at it and say, you were. I think you were at the right time at the right place and you had the right idea and then you developed it and you did well. And right. But you had to do it really well in order to keep everybody else out, so to speak. So, you know, and, and, and you, but a lot of places fell in, fell into peace or fell into place, which I had some, some of it's luck, but some of it was just, yep. you're very smart at what you do. And I can tell that in the way in which you speak to it. So, you know, do you think it could be done again? Uh, possibly, yeah. you know, you, you never want to dismiss or, or, or assume that, uh, you know, what you've come up with is going to always be the best. Right. We, tr- we, we have a, we have a culture across all three of our business units of innovation and, and always trying to continuous Change improvement, it. right. Yeah, yeah. But always taking our competitors seriously. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, because I, as, as I tell our people, you know, there's another person just there's somebody another small group out there somewhere just like us has the same spirit <laughs> and they may have a different idea and yeah. uh, we want to take them all seriously yeah well i uh, call it change adapt or die i mean you really got to be I, doing that all the time you're absolutely right and you know what it's, it's it's harder to do than people think it is hard and success in a, in a kind of interesting way almost makes you more vulnerable yeah so you have to always be on your toes and always trying to to do better i think is that kind of a competitive nature you have in you too as well Probably. Yeah. What did you? I mean, did so you did the Yale team. What else? I mean, because gy- gymnastics is a huge portion of this now. I mean, I look at look. My wife was a cheerleader, and I, I married the high school cheerleader, and my daughter was a cheerleader. Okay. But I see some of the stuff they're doing now. There's no freaking way, man. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, it's, especially all the partner stunts. Yeah. And the, yeah. The basket tosses. And, you know, our approach there is that um, uh, the athleticism and the entertainment. That's kind of how we built our franchise mm-hmm. that's how we took it to the next level is we we added on to the traditional school leadership role we didn't we yeah. didn't we didn't supplant it yeah with athleticism entertainment we added those two components and those types of skills that you see yeah they are difficult they get the crowd's attention but the whole leadership concept on campus is still an important part of what we do yeah and then also i think teaching the safety and everything else we, so yeah we have it's got to uh, be huge for you right yeah we, we again we we position ourselves as the steward of the sport or the mm-hmm. activity if you will and that means that you know we don't just we don't just sell product or sell services we reinvest uh, we create coaches organizations we do seminars we we develop the safety rules and guidelines and training guidelines and all these kinds of things so we kind of reinvest in making cheerleading safe and viable so that it continues to grow what do you think businesses can learn from this side of the business oh, you know um Besides the mood, I, I think that spirit mood thing is like the yep. thing. I yeah. mean, that's what intrigued me. First of all, your story intrigued me, the fact of what you've done. I mean, you got 500,000 Facebook followers and fans and things. I mean, there's, I mean, it's huge, the, the numbers that you've reached, which is just impressive. And I know, I, I know how tough that is to do. But, but you know, and then I, the, the, it was the spirit piece of it that caught to me. And I go, wow, that's a big thing in, in schools. And to me, it's a big thing in the business. What other things have you learned as a result of that that you're able to take to other things? Well, I, I, I think that, um, you know, we kind of look at it. We, we, we traditionally don't look at it just as from a business standpoint. It's organizationally. And, um, you know, again, we, we try we, – we've always said – and this is very simplistic, and, uh, but it's, we've always said if you, if, if you do the right thing, 
mm-hmm. and you just have discipline. I mean, you have to realize you have to have financial discipline or you can't do what you want to do. Right. So if you have passion for what you want to do, if you have financial discipline, if you're competitive, and when we tell people, we, want, we don't mean you want you to necessarily be competitive with each other in the company. You know, we, we want well, you to be competitive. A little bit of that doesn't hurt. That's okay. Yeah. That's right. But we want you to be ambitious, and we want you to be competitive against what we've done before. Mm-hmm. We want to always keep getting better, and it's trying to instill that don't be satisfied uh, yeah. concept that I think is really important. Did I, I'm going to ask you about seasonality a little bit. Let me let me take a quick break, and then I want to come back because I want to delve into it. So I'm taking a break a little bit earlier, but I want I want to get into the seasonality of the business and the cash side of it too because I think that's interesting. So I want to talk about Liberty Tax. Are you one of those people who overpays the government when you do your taxes? We learned that uh, Donald Trump doesn't. That's for sure. Uh, don't keep giving your money away and roll in a tax course at Liberty Tax. They have these courses that'll teach you everything you need to know how to prepare your taxes never too soon to get started so don't pay them any more than you owe the course is free and don't forget they got a seasonal opportunity if you're looking to get into the business either buy a franchise or just uh, do one during during the off season speaking of season so learn more at libertytax.com welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it so I, I mentioned seasonality of the business because to me this the spirit side of the business for the cheerleading side is a very much a seasonal thing, especially with schools. But you seem to have overcome that by doing the summer camps and some of the other things. Did you think through that and say, hey, we're only busy nine months of the year, so I need to fill up the other ones? <laughs> well, we realized, we, and it wasn't nine, it was more like six. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. and so, you know, we, we, we would uh, we'd have uh, – create revenue for six months and try to hold on for six months yeah. and uh we, we for the in the early days of the company we, we went through whatever cash we had by the time we got to the end of the last six months yeah. right? so you, you play bet your life every year yep. when you do yeah. that but um it's like so, the nursery business you know? <laughs> that's, yeah. it's, that's a great way to put it yeah. yes that's a great comparison so yeah we were always aware of the seasonality and the fact that we had uh, capacity we mm-hmm. had human capacity we had bandwidth if you will and um, we didn't really create – we started with our camps, mm-hmm. and we didn't really create the competitions necessarily to be counter-seasonal. Uh, it was more the fact that we, do, we didn't have enough capital to expand nationally, and uh, we wanted to have a way to get exposure for our brand and what we were doing, how different oh, it was. Oh, sure. And the idea was then we let's came up – Let's do a competition. Contest. And Contest it, was re- it was really, let's get cheerleading on television. Yeah. And that way, people will see it, and they'll pay us. When's the first time in. you broadcast it? Nineteen eighty. Wow! And we started out in That's six years after you got started. Yeah, it was uh, uh, you know in those days you were either on one of three networks, <laughs> yeah. right? Do you look back at those tapes and go, "Oh my God, what was I thinking?" Pretty unbelievable. Yeah, isn't it? The, yeah. Er, the, the first competitions we had now now our, a lot of our big competitions are at Disney, but we started out at SeaWorld, actually. Oh, really? And uh, they built us a stage oh, to cool. do the first real kind of modern competition, and that we came up with a competition format because we couldn't get people to come cover a camp. It wasn't very exciting. Yeah. So we said, "Well, what can we do that is." compelling from an entertainment standpoint that would be viable on tv so we came up with like what you see right now the predecessor certainly the first stage was built at the water ski show it was surrounded by water now you talk about putting an edge on being out of bounds yeah exactly yeah yeah (laughs) so but but uh we were in syndication (laughs) uh and uh with a company called tvs which was uh, owned by dun and bradstreet Mm -hmm. then 
and uh, cable was not pervasive. Yeah. And uh, the guy we worked with there, a fellow named George Gallup, who's president of TVS, left there. And our, we found out well, our contract's going to be gone. And he left there to go to this upstart uh, cable uh, company in Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah. They were in five million homes yeah, at the yeah, time. And we went with him. Yeah, did you? And yes. so that was a natural. Yeah. That relationship yeah. paid off, right? As BSN's footprint grew, yeah. we helped them because in those days, believe it or not, their biggest problem was they needed programming. Yeah, they had 24 hours, and then they launched ESPN two. Mm-hmm. They came. Lauren Matthews came to me and said, "We need programming." You think about doing your own channel now, OTT? Oh, uh, we do. We actually have Varsity TV, yeah. and we do some things there, and uh, you know, we have some other. Some Seem like a natural with. progression, though, yeah. with that many fans of the community you got. I mean, we yeah. I do that with C Suite TV. I mean, once we hit a million and a half viewers, it was like, boom, hey, right. this is real money. Right, you know? right. It's an area that's really changing. Yeah, it? it's going to be a lot, a yeah. lot different. So when you, when you, I would imagine at some point, though, the business was really generating some big cash, the kind of business that you were doing. And so that made for a natural progression to go into the other sides of it. Well, the, the way that really happened was... Um, we, uh, you know, the company went public in 91, if you can mm-hmm. believe it. We were small. That's when small public companies would vote. Do, you could that do it, changed. Yeah. yeah, that changed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, as, uh, you know, a small company and you end up with the natural things that happened, not enough float. Right. You keep things going. So we, we took the company private. Yep. And so we're on by private equity. And um, and then we today you're actually, still owned by private equity. We are, and we actually ended up with a strategic relationship with with Herb Jones. Herb Jones at the time was 90 years old. Was an ESOP. Mm-hmm. And oh, really? An S corp ESOP with a lot of. For money those who are not there, this was all owned by the the employees. That's right. Those that don't right. know. What so we means. merged into Herb Jones, mm-hmm. and then in that group, we acquired BSN Sports, and then um, uh, about two years ago, we actually. Cashed out the ESOP and went with private equity. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 listening to you as you do this transition. You're still there. Now, yes. That doesn't always happen. Well, for a, a variety of different ways. A lot of people when they when they they do that, they go to the beach, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I get so, that. But I'm uh, look. I'm um, I'm 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 not the CEO now. I'm the I'm the chairman of the yep. company. I can really focus on the big strategic issues. How yeah. we kind of have the vision of how we grow the business. I work with our, our CEO Matt Rubel, who's mm-hmm. got a, a great background with bigger companies, consumer products companies, and our board. Uh, but I'm still very enthusiastic. Yeah. About, I'm a, you know I, there's not I, I can't think of one day that I got up and didn't want to go to work. Well, that's said, cool. But you but you don't always see that. I mean, you, yeah. I'm, I, look, I've been I've bought and sold over 250 businesses in my career, so I know what that's like. Yeah, you, you're rolling your wow. eyes. Exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and an amateur compared to you. Well, but when we're talking about billions of dollars. I bought one on saturday uh for our c-suite network which i'll announce yeah i haven't done that yet yeah. but uh but you know i just know that w- that doesn't always happen where you have the founder of the company kind of stick with it like that especially through the private equity side yeah well i still believe in our mission mm-hmm. and again i go back i get to see young people come into the company i get to see the positive impact our company has on the young people who participate in our programs and uh, as long as i'm passionate about that then you know yeah. i'm in so how do you separate the roles between chairman and, and your CEO? I'm kind of curious. I, I, I have the same situation many times, but, yeah. but I'm kind of see how do you, how you do it, how you lay that out? Well, you know, again, my, uh, you know, you know, my role is more strategic mm-hmm. and is more, yeah. uh, and not that, uh, that Matt's isn't, he's strategic as well, but he also has people reporting up to him through the line. Yeah, but it's right? time, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. And, and uh, we have a great relationship. Yeah. 
and I have a whole lot of freedom. The board really supports me. It's like, you know, uh, for some reason they believe I've got I've got pretty good at the vision thing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. finding strategic yeah, You're good on things. TV. You're good yeah. on radio here. It's not <laughs> bad. You. You're not doing too bad. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So uh, it, it, it's a good relationship, and I'm able to leverage where the company's able to, to leverage his skills and in, in running bigger companies and multi-divisional yeah. companies. And then I'm, I'm able to still be in touch with the employees. I'm out there at the touch points of where mm-hmm. our company meets the public. Yeah. And then I'm also able to work on the, the kind of the bigger strategy picture and mentor people. So I, I, it's a know, good I'm, spot. I'm listening. I'm reminded of that the classic uh, entrepreneur's tale of how an entrepreneur starts as a one-man band. And you had these devout followers, because I imagine you had some people when you were first getting started yeah. that, man, they didn't know what a balance sheet yeah. was, a P&L or what, but they knew about the business. And they, were, the they were passionate, and they were all right. in, and, and they th- contributed greatly. Then you get to that next stage, and that's the tough one, and that's where you had these skilled professions like your CEO that you're talking about and others that, and of course you added those way back, but you keep adding that, and you keep looking for people who can, I say, add more zeros. Yeah. You know, to, to the kind of scale that you're doing. I, I want to, how did you guys get to Memphis? Ah, well, when I was, uh, when I was in, uh, when I graduated from college, I went to work for this gentleman, as I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. that had this, this, this company that did camps, similar to what we do. We, we eventually acquired that company. Um, but, um, my, my job was running these, these, uh, cheerleading camps in the summer. Mm-hmm. So I had 10 or 11 camps that I would run. And Memphis was kind of just, in the middle of the area where I ran most of those camps, the southeast, that company, his company was based in Dallas, mm. okay? And uh, so when I decided to start my own uh, operation, it's like I want to go where I have the most contact and I know the most people and I can kind of mine those relationships. And it was like Memphis was right in the middle. But how advantageous was it to have it when you talk about this other business that you got where you're shipping products overnight and shipping mm-hmm. them by air and everything else and you're right there where FedEx is? I was able to convince Fred Smith to move to Mitten. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but that, you know, I, look, I was involved with a label company, and we we looked at where we were going to put it. We put an operation in Memphis just so we could – Distribution. Just have the distribution. Yeah. And then we put another one in Louisville so we had the balance between the two with Perfect. UPS. Yeah. You know, did the same thing because yeah. we were playing them off of each other. Yeah. Well, again, I'd like to say that was part of the vision. Yeah, but it, it happened it just, But it happened. But we've been able to benefit from it. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. Do you? Uh, well, anyway, you, you you must integrate pretty heavily with those guys. I would imagine. Right? We uh, we have a very good relationship across the entire corporation with them. Yeah. If you could change one thing, hey, think about that. You, okay. If you could change one thing, I want to know what that is. But I'm going to talk about change, and that's a sane box. Okay. Because this is like my secret weapon tool. Uh, Jeff, I bet you get hundreds of emails every day. I do too. And I was swamped by them. I was spending hour and hours sorting out what's important and what was not. I was in the same spot until I found SaneBox. SaneBox intelligently sorts my emails so you can deal with the most important ones right up right away. I used to get like 180 emails in the morning, and now I wake up to 18 because I, I teach it, and I drag them into folders for later or no reply or black box. I never want to see these again or newsletters or friends, or I build other ones. And then the other thing is like trying to get you on the show. If you weren't responding, I might say two hours at SaneBox and attach it, and two hours later, if you haven't responded, it pops back in my box and so it's a great way of managing the commitments and time so it's it's really cool it's a cool tool i use this every day guys so if you want to go and get one you can get it at www.sanebox.com 
forward slash Hazlet, and we'll give you uh, some special pricing off of that. Because, uh, man, I'm telling you, a secret weapon's like 10, 20 bucks a month. And I actually bought this from my entire company. It's really cool. And I know other companies that are using it Sounds now, too. Sounds great. Yeah, it's a great good concept. deal. So if you could change one thing, what would you change? I mean, if you if you like a do over, because I mean, because yeah, like everyone, I've made so, plenty of mistakes as you can well, imagine. Well, we all I'm have. Right? I can narrow it to one. What was your biggest one so far? I, and I always say so far because <laughs> you're every, right. Everybody says, "Well, what's your biggest mistake you ever made?" I said, "I don't know. I haven't made it yet." So, <laughs> so far is yeah. a good way to put yeah. it. You know, I, I can remember. Um, I, can, I can remember early on when the club part of our of, of cheerleading started developing All Star, and we had some philosophical issues about uh, we're still really committed to the leadership, the school leadership part, and the club part is only about competition, right? right? Uh, and these, there's like over 2,000 gyms out there in the country. That sometimes actually, they're connected and sometimes they're separated, that's, right? That's correct. But mo- mostly I would say because of politics, right? Uh, you mean separated from the school? You mean? Yeah, but politics between leaders of the groups inside the and the coaches. School. It yeah. can be. It can be. But uh, there's some. There's look. There's some kids that only want to do the competition thing. Sure. And so we were. We were. We couldn't really quite come to terms with that philosophically, and so we were slow getting into that space. We eventually kind of sorted it out and went. You know what? They're di- now they're different. We call it a different discipline mm-hmm. of cheer. Yeah, and so there are people that want to do all star, and there are people that want to do school, and we're fine with both. Yeah, it took us; it was an expensive catch up because it developed without us being there. Yeah, being the innovators, I you know always have this these regrets about if we don't innovate everything. Right, and uh, we did catch up with a major player there now, but uh, that was that was one of the big regrets. That, yeah, because you kind of almost like you, especially starting out. You, I'm kind of a scorched earth kind of thing. Go get it all. Everything. How much and, business do you want? All yeah, of it. All of it. Every <laughs> bit of it and get it. Well, whatever. That's not good. I don't care. We'll figure it out as we go, you know, and we'll eat and toss. We'll eat and toss. Oh, yes. don't like that. Toss it. Eat that. Yep. Toss it. Yep. And oh, we're staying for this one, you yep. know. And uh, so that's one. Yeah. Did it was it was it really scary in the beginning? I mean, sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, am I going to make payroll? Um, the, I mean, I, I would be lying if I said there wasn't a lot of anxiety. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of excitement. I mean, you talk, you have the peaks and the valleys, right? It's like yeah. when you're out there fighting to survive and prove that your you know that your concept is going to work, and you've got your team, and they believe in you, and you all believe in each other. Um, when something goes right, it's a big win. It's yeah. like amazing. But you're always sitting there going, you know what? We're the smaller player. We don't have enough capital. Uh, we're one huge mistake from not yeah. being here. Yeah. I mean, look, fear of failure is what drives, as you know, yeah, a yeah. lot of entrepreneurs. Right, right. If you really get them privately, it's like, yeah. yeah, they got an idea. But at the end of the day, fear of failure is an important part of their personality. Yeah. So that was there. Yeah, always there. And it's, it's less so for you probably now, right? I mean, it's still yeah. there, right? But trust me, it's always still there. Yes, I mean, but because your 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 personality, your your persona is just is linked to the business. Yeah. So you know, it's really important that it succeeds and goes forward. So you're right; it is it is always there, but less so. Are you cognizant of that? I mean, you just said that about the. I always say every business leader should sell the business because when they see you, they see the business. When they see the business, they see you. When they see, you know, vice versa. Are you cognitive of the fact that you're that you're that face of it? Well, I'm I'm particularly the face on the spirit side of the business mm-hmm. because you know I kind of 
created it. Yep. We helped. Uh, well, you're on TV. I mean, you're team. still commentating and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I still try to do that. You know, the grassroots thing, mm-hmm. and I, and and I've still got, um, you know, some of the original people that started with me. Several are still with me. Chris That's Shepard awesome. does our our executive vice president, Robert Tisdale, HR. So. You know, we're, we're, we're all still cool. in it. Yeah, isn't that's that great? Cool. That's what cool. we've that's seen. Cool. Yeah, you know, that's it's, cool. It's amazing. And I've all been, we have had, and, and I'm sure you see this in the businesses you cover that are successful. Yeah, it takes it takes a leader with vision and drive and inspiration, especially mm. if you're selling an experience and not a product. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to have a great team. And trust people. And trust, you've got to yeah. empower them and bring them along and support them. And I've just been I've, 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 I've truly been blessed to have great people who have really kind of hooked their star to what we're doing mm-hmm. and made it what it is. It's good to have those people, too. I mean, yep. you know you can look and they got your back. It's a, a lot like this, the spirit business, right? Exactly. You know, you got to trust that partner catching you when you're, yeah. you're up there yep. a story and a half up <laughs> and coming it's down. quite a view. <laughs> yeah, it's coming down. What, what's, what's, what's big on that side of the business that you're thinking of? Across the board, what is it you're saying, man, we've got to watch this, we got to do this? On which side of the business? I don't care. In the business in general. Yeah, I mean, you're the chairman. You're looking across the thing. I mean, you're looking strategically. I look at our business, you know, and I look strategically, and I have to play. And I always constantly have to tell my team I'm moving a chess piece because they don't always see it, right? They don't see the third move or fourth move or fifth move ahead, and that's my job. And then every once in a while, I do something, and they went, oh. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, you know, again, I think what we're concentrating on right now is how we take these three business units. We've added to each one of those and and how do we take what each one does best and let them continue to be successful and win in their individual spaces but then how do we really get them to work together to add that value to the school partnership? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're spending a lot of time well, That on. relationship makes it stronger, yeah. right? Yeah. And, yeah. We, and we want it to be real value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we've, we, we, we've really just had this program in place a couple of years, but it's having a big impact. We, in fact, we call it the, our impact program. And, uh, you know, we, we go into schools and help them. We've, we've go, they're different stages, and they have different needs. But in many cases, it's a school that goes, you know what, we, we, we're having a hard time getting people involved. Um, you know, it's showing up in everything that we do, all the statistics. And we go in, we may help, like, uh, help them recreate their brand, yeah. recreate their mascot, develop a mission statement, put, have signage, you know, create a different environment in the mm. school, things that kids can relate to. Are you doing, let me ask you, I didn't check this, but are you doing this internationally? We have, uh, we do have an international component to our business. It's mm-hmm. still in its early stages. We've we've spent ten years planting seeds and sending people to countries that have contacted us to help them start a team, start training coaches. But we're now we've got an international federation now mm-hmm. uh, in our sports, 107 countries. We have a world championship that's huge, that's uh, televised, that 71 countries participate. I would imagine in, in more internationally, it's, it's a lot like the 70s and 80s. It's exactly right. Yeah. But it's just, it's just getting started, mm-hmm. and we're, we're having to make sure that the way we frame it up, that we create an environment where uh, it, we want this to be a grassroots sport or activity, mm-hmm. not elitist. And so we want to make sure that we make it easy for people to put teams together. It doesn't require a lot of equipment. 
but that they learn all the safety techniques as they go along. Right. We don't right. want them looking on YouTube and seeing some video and going, I think I'll go try that. Mm-hmm. And it happens. Oh, yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Well, you don't want to try it unless you know what you're doing, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jeff, for joining us. I appreciate it. Been my pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, at the end of every show, I'd like to wrap up with what I learned, and I had a great time talking to Jeff today about all things varsity across the board, and the big word that came out to me was passion and spirit. You know, I always talk about mood, but he helped to talk about the passion that you have to have, and I think you have to have passion but you gotta have more than passion you have a great plan and that's what helped with him and his business he had a great plan of putting it together but that passion is always there and it's always showing through and he brings it through every day and he's teaching others all around the world and i think that's something that we all need to do so what can you do to take your passion and teach others around the world and help me with my passion my passion is to have more people listen so tell your friends get out there do a cheer for this show right now get out there for all business on cbsplay.it and of course itunes and this has been jeffrey hazel with all business with jeffrey hazel This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.